Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. And we're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard. And we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Hello. 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 How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Yeah. How was your weekend? It was nice. The weather was great. Oh, I know. It was so nice. I'm like, why can't it be like this all the time? Yes. Agreed. Did you guys get outside much? Uh, yeah, I, um, I did a whole bunch of yard work and stuff on, of course you did. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I don't remember what day it was, but yeah, it was nice. Yeah. How about y'all? We had soccer all day Saturday. <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. All day from nine o'clock till two o'clock. Oh my goodness. That's a day. Yes. Well, because there's such a big break in between when the boys play soccer. Mm. Um, one plays at like from like nine to eleven, and then the other one is from like twelve to two. It's just yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. So that's all kinds of fun. And mm. then I had I wasn't feeling so hot Saturday night, and no, it was not. It was not COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I think it was just the change in weather. I got like a sinus infection and it's just mm. all like I haven't been running a fever or anything like that. I haven't had any other symptoms other than just like being really congested. Mm-hmm. But I made the dumb mistake like because we didn't have any suicide. And I get I can get really bad like sinus infections. Um, and I didn't we didn't have any Sudafed. And the pharmacies were closed. So I'm like, okay, well, I need something to help me sleep because I kept waking up in the middle of the night, like, just, you know, when you get congested, you just find it hard to breathe and you're Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. So I made the mistake of taking NyQuil. Oh. Yeah. So I was, like, worthless the next day. And I had to take my son to a birthday party. Oh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, I made it through. It was fine. I just, I, yeah, it was just, it was a gorgeous day. It was an outside birthday party, but I was just, there were so many things I had planned to do Sunday and I didn't do any of them other than the party. Oh, goodness. That's rough. (laughs) Yeah. Good times. Good times. Uh, Life of a mom, I guess. Right. You know, the things we do are for our kids. Yep. But, for sure. But I'm feeling so much better now. Like, I I don't, I, I like, when the weather changes, um, I don't know. I never had this when I lived in California, but, you know, in Texas. Oh, yeah. Allergies are a wreck. I know. They mess with a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. So, um, good times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's all right. I'm better now. And Good. I'm just glad. Move it one foot in front of the other. Yep. That's all you can do. <laughs> yeah. So today, um, I thought we would talk about uh, a movement. So I know that we've talked in the past about the body positivity movement. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I feel like there's movements coming out like every five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, there is one called Healthy at Every Size. Have you heard of it? 
I have, but I am admittedly not familiar with it. Okay. So this is actually, you would think it would be pretty much the same thing as the body positivity movement. Mm -hmm. And while there's similar focuses in a way, um, healthy at every size, this is a movement that I actually really support. Um, just the ideas behind it. So let me, let me kind of dive in and tell you what it is. So it's, it's more of a a weight neutral approach to healthcare and it promotes, um, healthy behaviors like eating vegetables, moving your body, you know, getting enough protein, that kind of stuff. Um, so with, you know, the body positivity movement, it was more of love your body the way you are. But mm-hmm. you and I talked about it, and we did a podcast a while back talking about it. It doesn't necessarily promote healthy behaviors. Mm-hmm. Whereas healthy at every size, it shifts the focus from being thinner to something like to having energy to keep up with your kids. Mm-hmm. So it still focuses on the healthy fundamentals, but... Um, it's not just, okay, well, you're big, you're beautiful, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the – I mean, I just – I feel like we need to be going in that direction mm-hmm. because there are so many unhealthy people in the world, not because necessarily because they're eating junk food all the time, but they go from diet to diet thinking that they need to fit inside this pretty little box. Mm-hmm. And some people are just genetically not born or made to fit in that pretty little box. Mm-hmm. Like they have a whole different kind of box. Mm-hmm. Um, so healthy at every size. It also promotes things like balanced blood sugar, blood pressure, heart health. Um, and so again, through the pursuit of these healthy behaviors, you're um, not looking at weight loss mm-hmm. as the key objective. You're looking at, okay, how can I better my life? Which you and I have talked, and when you shift the focus from it being about how you look to being about how you feel or your health, mm-hmm. it really it really changes how things what's the word I'm looking for just pan out, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so why health at every size instead of dieting? And I'm sure, (laughs) I'm sure that you have a whole mouthful of this Mm -hmm. before you, before you give (laughs) at my lips are sealed. Yes. Um, so, Health at every size is an alternative to our current weight-centric approach to healthcare. An approach that has been proved largely ineffective, wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the reasons why is because diets don't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just they they don't work. They are something that's very short-lived. They're not sustainable. They're a temporary quick fix that teaches you absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. 
other than restriction, deprivation, it's creating all kinds of healthy or healthy, unhealthy, negative um, habits. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you can probably speak to the mental, because you're really good at explaining the whole mental aspect that goes through something like dieting. Mm -hmm. So if you want to chime in there. (laughs) So let me make sure I understand what you're asking. You want an explanation as to why dieting doesn't work? Well, just the whole mental aspect behind it. Oh, well, I can sum it up really quickly. You can eat the most healthiest foods and you can exercise and do all that perfectly. But if you don't deal with the shit that is going on in your heart and in your head, you will never be completely well and whole. Um, And you will never live live up to the fullest potential of healthiness that you can. Um, because what's going to happen is you're going to default back to those old habits and patterns that are ingrained in you from the things that you have not dealt with. Does that make sense? Yes. 100%. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I agree with that as well. I mean, you have to deal with them because usually when we're dieting or when we, when there's a need to lose weight, due to poor nutrition choices or lack of exercise, there is something masking, mm-hmm. you know, the cause for all of that. Right. Um, and that needs to be addressed before you, I mean, before you can go anywhere else. Cause otherwise it's going to be this vicious cycle and people just try to use dieting uh, they're like, oh, okay, well, if I lose these five pounds, I'll, I'll be happy. Yep. You know, it'll fix all the problems. Yep. When that's not the case. Right. And you're putting more stress on your body by going through this whole dieting phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, now there's pressure, oh, I've got to lose these 10 pounds. Or, oh, I've got to, you know, I, I've got to cut out my Diet Coke habit. I love Diet Coke. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do that. But I have to because, you know, they say it's better for me. Or I have to cut out, um, you know, donuts because it's a lot of calories. And mm-hmm. and it's just a, an added stress. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've created that, right. that special relationship with that, you know, food item. Um, and it, maybe it's seen you through the best of times and worst of times. Right. You know, and for you, for someone to come along and say, oh, well, you can't have this anymore. Well, this is what I always went to when I was down and it brought me up or I thought it brought me up, you know? Right. right. So diets just, they don't work. They're not fixing anything. They're not teaching you anything. They're just creating more problems down the road because, well, for all those reasons we said, but diets actually in the long run, end up leading to more weight gain. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you think about it, every time you diet, you're restricting calories. What does that do? That decreases your metabolism. Mm-hmm. Your metabolism is what allows you to basically burn fuel. So, or like lose weight, essentially. Um, when you have that deficit, 
you're able to lose weight. But if you're constantly shrinking your metabolism by going on a diet and then you get off the diet and you're back up to the calories you were eating before because you're now not restricting yourself, mm-hmm. well, you're no longer in a deficit. You're in a surplus and you're just going to gain weight. Mm-hmm. And you keep doing that to yourself and your metabolism could potentially keep going lower and lower and lower until you're at a point where basically you eat one meal and you've reached your calories for the day. Right. So it's not, it's not a healthy thing um, for you to go on a diet. Correct. And it doesn't matter what time, <laughs> like people are like, Oh yeah, well I'm on, I'm on this diet because it's, you know, it, I heard that it, I still get all the nutrients and da da da. But is it sustainable? Mm-hmm. Are you looking at it like, hey, I could do this for the next 10, 20, 30, 50 years? Mm-hmm. If you're saying, well, no, <laughs> that's not, then that's not a lifestyle. Right. It's a diet. Like, um, I had somebody the other day tell me, well, I do intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Is that something that you can do long term? Like some people just naturally intermittent fast. Mm-hmm. Like they cannot eat until a certain time and they could be done eating by a certain time. And that's, they've just always been that way. Right. Okay, well, that's, that is a lifestyle. Right, that works for you. That works for you. But if you're like, oh, well, I'm doing it because I heard it would help me lose weight. Um, and then, you know, you have an expiration date tacked onto that. Okay, that's a diet. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you call it. That's I'm calling it a diet. Mm-hmm. And anything you do like that, whether it be you know keto, Weight Watchers, Whole Thirty, any of those, even vegan or vegetarian, you know, if mm-hmm. that's something you're just doing as a temporary thing, that is a diet. Mm-hmm. And if you can't do it long term, you're probably just going to, and you're doing it for weight loss reasons, you're just going to, at some point, end up gaining that weight back. Right. So, and that goes to the next thing where diets, most of them are just unsafe. You know, if you look at it, if you're losing more than, I mean, honestly, I don't even like two pounds a week, but if you're losing more than two pounds a week, that diet probably is not safe long-term. Mm-hmm. What is causing you to lose that much weight? And when you're losing it that quickly, again, you're losing muscle or water. You're not losing fat, which is what you need to do in order to be healthier. Right. And what side effects are going to come from that diet? Is it going to lead to binge eating emotional eating, um, self-esteem issues, potentially a food obsession. A lot of them end up leading to food obsessions where you're like, you're, you're, you know, restricting, restricting, restricting. And then all you want is this one food item that you can't have. Like Mm -hmm. when you go on keto, how many people have you heard are like, Oh, like, I really want that bread. Mm -hmm. I I gotta have that bread. (laughs) Well, it's just a food obsession. And then when you do get that bread, what do you do? You can't stop eating that bread. You end up binge eating. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of times these diets can lead to depression or anxiety. So dieting, it plays this whole mental. So when you were talking a minute ago, you were talking about how, you know, um, the need to go on a diet could make you, um, like you need to deal with what's going on inside before you can deal with going on a diet or, or changing your nutrition. Right. Well, when you do actually go on a diet, it plays a whole nother mental game with you Mm -hmm. because then you start punishing yourself for when you do bad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we say this in so many different podcasts, but so the diet industry, multi-billion dollar industry feeds off of the fact that you have these insecurities Mm -hmm. and they put these diets out there that they know are going to fail because the only way they make money is if you come back and Mm -hmm. buy their products again. Mm -hmm. Like they're not going to make money off of you from the one time. Mm -hmm. And so they make it sound like you're the failure when it's the actual diet. That's a failure because it's made to be that way. Mm -hmm. But you know, you, it just causes you to go into that depressive state or you have anxiety because you're not meeting your goals and it's just more added stress. And that can cause a whole slew of problems that could relate in malnutrition or even like weight cycling, mm-hmm. you know, the, the yo-yo diet effect or the yo-yo effect. Mm-hmm. So dieting is just really unsafe. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- going back to the healthy at every size, it's really an alternative to dieting that's more effective um, in improving your overall health outcomes. Mm-hmm. It has fewer side effects because um, it really focuses on, okay, how how can I do better for my health versus how can I lose that 10 pounds? Right. So you're not going to be reluctant to binge eat or yo-yo around with your weight. You're not going to feel so guilty when you have that cookie or that ice cream or, you know, when, when you have a traumatic event come up, like the loss of a loved one, or maybe you have a vacation or a holiday and you're on a diet, um, that diet stops when that event happens. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like such a failure because you weren't able to keep it going. You weren't able right. to risk that, resist that temptation. Right. Whereas if you were just like, hey, I'm doing the best that I can when I can Mm-hmm. and you try to keep up with that, then you don't feel like a failure. Right. It's just like, okay, you know, I'm just, I'm, I know this is going to take time, just like everything else that, you know, we talk about on this podcast, it's going to take time. Like, this is not an overnight thing. You can't just like snap your fingers and be like, okay, my health has been restored or I'm automatically yeah. 20 pounds lighter. I wish we would be so wealthy right now if we can make that happen oh my gosh (laughs) not the truth but you know this approach the healthy at every size 
it's actually a really simple approach. You focus on eating more vegetables, getting regular movement, managing your stress, you know, as much as possible um, without worrying about the weight. I think when people put that whole weight aspect on, because maybe it's because it's something they can see. I, I don't, I don't really know what it is, but when you are like, okay, I need to lose this much weight, it's so much more stressful then you're like, okay, I need to, um, you know, work on having more energy or I need to be able to build more strength. Yep. I, I don't know what it is. It's just our society and the way we've been conditioned and, and you know, the way with it, we've been taught how things need to go, but we need to shift our, our mindset from a weight loss, which obviously, yes, if you need to lose weight, that's important, but there's actually, you know what I did, I did a post this morning on all the other ways that you can track progress that have nothing to do with the scale. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be a good compliment Absolutely. For, for what you're trying to say. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick and I'll touch on that super fast and then we can wrap up. Okay. Um, it, goes, it goes along with just, there's so many other things to focus on. And when you take that, that weight aspect out of it, again, if you're a hundred, 200 pounds overweight, yeah, you need to get some weight off. That's not healthy. That's not good for your body, for your organs, for your joints, for longevity. It's just not, you know, so don't mistake this as us saying, Oh, well, if you're 400 pounds, well, they said I'm healthy at, you know, every size. No, (laughs) there's a fine line there. Um, but so other ways you can track your progress that have nothing to do with that, that number, right. Or focusing on weight loss are, is your energy increasing? Is your sleep better? Do your clothes fit better? Are you able to recover faster? Um, is your mood better? Are you yelling less at your kids and your spouse? Are you craving less junk food? Are you losing inches? Are you gaining strength? Are you able to lift more than you were before or run further than you could? Um, you know, Im- improvements in digestion and libido and endurance, uh, reduction in medications is another big one. So focusing on those things can really help shift your focus from that diet mentality because a diet is not going to do any of that. Mm-hmm. Not long-term at least. And if you shift that focus to true health, all of that will come. Exactly. And so when we're talking about health at every size, it doesn't mean that, like you said, you're 400 pounds. Um, cause that's, I mean, that's a rather large amount. Right. Um, but at the same token, like you're not going to be a size two, like you may be a size 10 and that be like genetically, I'm a firm believer and there's lots of research that backs us up too, that people are just genetically built a certain way. Like they're never, you know, no matter what they do, they will never be a size two. They're just not made up that way. And they may be, they may look like they're overweight, but they have low blood pressure. Their blood sugar is at an accurate rate. Like um, they may hit all of the healthy marks, but they just look like they're overweight because they're, bigger right Right. and so you can be healthy at any like 
there's so many sizes that can be healthy. Now for you, there is one particular size that you are healthy at, Mm -hmm. but it, I bet you anything, it's probably a lot different than what you think you should be at. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that they should be a lot smaller than they are, and that's not the case. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a whole other issue, too. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we've talked in the past about how BMI is crap and not to pay attention to that. Um, but, like, the things that you had just suggested of ways to measure your health and your progress – You know, how are you feeling? Do you have the energy? All of those things are really good indications of where your, um, your health status is at, I guess you would say, but, um, it's, yeah, it's really important to use that as a, a judging factor versus BMI or the scale, which are very inaccurate in telling you whether you're overweight Now, if you go to the doctor and they say, okay, your blood sugar is higher, your blood pressure, your cholesterol, um, then, you know, look at risk factors Mm -hmm. and use that as more of a measure than something like BMI. Because I know a lot of doctor's offices, which I don't know why, but they still use BMI as an indicator. And that is... That is just something, in my opinion, you should just disregard altogether. Mm-hmm. Go by, you know, your blood work or um, your energy levels or, you know, just how you're feeling overall. Right. Um, but uh, health at every size, it does reduce the weight bias in our healthcare settings. So in the healthcare settings, um, if you look at it, it's, the existence of weight bias is in our medical system is really well documented and it does have dangerous implications on larger body people. So for instance, larger people are told to lose weight in response to just about every health problem. Like I just mentioned a little while ago. So you've got, um, aches, pains, certain problems. Oh, well, it must be related to your nutrition if you're largely overweight, um, which is not the case. But our society has just jumped to that conclusion. So, right. <laughs> excuse me. It's just, it's can be more harmful than it. So this movement kind of creates awareness in that area, which is another thing that I really appreciate about it is that, okay, just because you're larger does not mean that all of your problems are stemming from that. Now, I do believe that nutrition can cause a lot of other issues to arise, but it is not always the main source. And there could be other underlying things causing that problem. It shouldn't just be um, oh, well, lose the weight and it'll fix your problems. Well, no, that doesn't always work because there is something that caused you to gain that weight. Mm -hmm. So you need to figure out what that issue is. And then the weight part will just kind of go away. Um, but just because somebody is a larger body 
does not mean that they're unhealthy. Correct. And that, I think that's the problem that our society needs to wrap their head around. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, all these fit fluencers posting their tiny little bodies and what they eat in a day and, 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 um, social media, the news, movie stars, whatever, they're all portraying like how we should look, but when they're not showing the work that went into looking like that, they're not showing you their genetics, like what their body is um, capable of doing. Uh, There's so many factors. They're not showing you maybe the disordered eating. They're Mm -hmm. not showing you the excessive exercise or training. Like there's Mm -hmm. so many different factors. All you're seeing is one tiny little aspect of that. Mm -hmm. So it's so important to keep that in mind when, when you're seeing these people and their gorgeous bodies and they're like, Oh, I want to look like that. Well, there was a lot of physical and mental work to get like that. And it, they're not necessarily healthy people. Mm -hmm. There's actually quite a lot of fit fluencers coming out now saying, Oh yeah, I was, like that back then and they're bigger now they're eating more calories and they're saying I was struggling from an eating disorder Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course there's still those people that are advocating for products that are just crap that help to lead to health issues and eating disorders and all kinds of other stuff Mm -hmm. Um, but (sighs) there so Bigger bodies are not unhealthy all the time. Um, there are plenty of people that live long lives, completely disease-free, and are still a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And that largely stems from genetics. Um, there's other factors that play in, but some people are just able to carry more weight and still be healthy. Mm-hmm. But healthy at every size really is a thing. I mean, it, I, like I said before, I'm really behind this movement as opposed to some of the other ones because it promotes it, in my opinion, the right way Mm -hmm. by focusing on your health versus just accepting the fact that you're a bigger person and you could eat whatever. Right. So, um, But that's basically all I had on that topic. Is there anything that you would like to share? Nope. So, oh, and then there is one other thing I wanted to add. So, um, when you're promoting or not promoting, but for those of you that are looking to get on the healthy at every size bandwagon, you're looking to get started. Some things to think about too is set weight neutral health goals for yourself. So it's not about the rate. Like, okay, do you want to be able to run, walk, go up the stairs more easily? Um, do you want to be able to manage your blood pressure? Um, what about mobility? Is that something you want to work on or strength? So setting those types of goals versus, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds. 
Um, I want to be able to keep up with my kids. I want to be able to go for a 30-minute bike ride with them, you know, through the trails. That type of goal versus the weight loss goal is a great way to get started. You need to be able to be okay with things that you can't control. Mm -hmm. So recognize that there's just going to be times, there's going to be things that are going to come up that you just are out of your hands. You, You just can't control them. So instead of focusing on those random things that come up that you can't control, focus on things that you can control. Like, okay, today or this week, I'm going to make it a point to go for a 30 minute walk every day instead of, I want to lose 10 pounds because you can't control whether you're actually going to lose that 10 pounds, even though you may eat really good and you may exercise goals. There's no 100% guarantee that you're going to lose those 10 pounds because there's so many factors that go into that. So if you set little mm-hmm. like behavioral goals for yourself, that will make a huge difference um, in getting you to where you need to be. And then lastly, you can't forget about the mental health aspect. So your health is... based on mental and emotional. Um, And you can't disregard that aspect. Um, When you take care of yourself, like when you are more relaxed or more healthy, you're less likely to get sick. You're less likely to um, miss out on life. So when you address yep. those things by doing things that make you happy, it promotes more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A better overall look on life and a better uh, physical aspect. Um, so anyways, that's all I have. <laughs> All right, girlfriend. Well, thank you for sharing. Okay, bye. All right, I'll catch you later. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. We'd love to have your feedback and have you subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us, feel free to look us up on Facebook at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree, or you can find Mel on Instagram at Mel Hammonds or Bree at Hope Faith Get Fit. Until next time.